I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. <laughs> Hello. 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 How's it going? Um, good. Happy one I... hundredth episode. Stop it. That's the this is one hundo? One hundo P. OMG, that's so many episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's I was just keeping cool. that little tucked in my pocket there for you we already talked for like a half an hour before this yeah, i know i, I had was it just tucked gonna... in there yeah. in your pocket. i was just gonna tell all our babes about your deviated septum oh yeah i've got that because <laughs> i just I learned sh- that about you <laughs> she just unlocked something after 30 almost 34 years unlocked a new yeah. a new uh um, like a new level achievement of a new achievement, yeah, a new achievement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it i wonder if any of our babes have deviated some sim- oh probably septums. Well, probably drop drop a yeah uh, let us know rate, drop a poll in the facebook group so <laughs> yeah <we can> <laughs> uh, <laughs> who washes their oven mitts so that was amazing <laughs> literally summer adding in weekly get summer. out of here like, okay i bet she, she freaking like dusts her baseboards every other day or something <laughs> probably she seems like an adult who's with it let's be honest yeah 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 true yeah do you she's think got like a real grown-up wash? job and everything do adults usually wash oven mitts is that like a requirement of adulthood i don't no know no one ever taught me to wash i've never mitt. washed an oven mitt, and neither did my my parents had Would like skanky get... ass oven mitts yes! i remember that like burn marks and they yeah. smell like cooking yeah and they were like and... kind of like greasy and oily too yeah, like they yeah, get like the inside crust. as well yeah. Yeah. yeah hey well i was never taught about washing oven mitts although now i'm proud to say because i had yuck oven mitts forever and i finally threw them out and like bought new oven mitts just from the dollar store one day because oh, i was yes. like them cute and then they got like nasty and i was like you know what fuck this i bought some silicone handed oven mitts a silicone ha- have a mitt yes i've got silicone have a mitt so i just wipe them down now you just wipe them down yeah because i would always get the tips and stuff 
So exactly. like, why not just make some? So that's why I don't need to wash my oven mitts. Same. You. <laughs> yes, same. I'm on the silicone oven mitt game. So turns out I don't need to wash them. <laughs> but they didn't give. I don't think they gave Ern a silicone oven mitt. No, I don't think they, don't think they did. Mm-hmm, crusty one, Stanky one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, poor Ern. Go, go, go. Poor Ern is right. De gloving on a whole new level. Black I, like, skin wanna... sack, flesh sack. I desperately <laughs> want to look it up, like de gloving, but I know that I won't be able to stomach it. Uh, Harley has explained it to me because mm. it happens with um. Corpses, yes. Yeah, yes. that makes sense because yeah. your skin would yes. be like not needed anymore. So it's just like, yeah. It's called like skin that. slip. Oh, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Okay, anyways, right, so I won't talk about long. Harley's funeral directing <laughs> career. But, anyways, I know everything about funeral directing. Let's just say that. So <laughs> it's quite interesting, actually. I think it would be a field that I'd be interested in if I ever had to. Like, you know, if AI took over my job. Do you have that irrational fear lately? That's me. Oh, <laughs> Anyways. sorry. I'm still thinking about the skin slip. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, what are you reading? Tell me. I saw you had a new booker. I do. Wait, I must have finished something. Yes, I finished Hello Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, I bawled my eyes out. It felt like it had a really slow arc. I couldn't figure out what was going to happen with it. And so I was feeling like a little, it was feeling a little like directionless, mm. but then when it all came together. You're like, was, ah, Eureka. It was really good. And I cried a lot. So that was oh. good. And now I'm reading this real, real book called Don't Look For Me. Don't Look Whitney. At Me. That would be my or- title of my book. <laughs> That is your book Don't and look at me. Kirby's book. Don't look yeah. at me. <laughs> Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Yeah. Don't look for me by Wendy Walker. So it's mm. pretty good. It's a thriller. It's a thriller. What about you? You already got a you already got a bookmark halfway through that thing. You're speeding through it. You see what this book is? Oh yes, yeah, a book club babes bookmark. Hideous. Um, I'm reading it with Deb and she keeps texting Fun. me about I finally know how you feel because she keeps texting mm. me about stuff that's happening in the future and I'm Whoa. like no oh, no spoilers don't text <laughs> me yet well when someone texts you like chapter 16 with like a wide eye emoji you're like well you're now like... I've now I've got to drop everything and read chapter up to chapter 16 mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know what about you what are you reading um okay so i am fully on caitlin recco um books this week i finished turtles all the way down i needed a good john green yes finished this adventure ends it was a great book like a good audiobook i think because it's just like a teen romancey kind of thing like a good young adult so it was just Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe a little bit higher than that. It's like was kids going to college. Oh. No, there was no spice, but like just like a good little adventure for teenagers and they end up falling in love, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um. So now I'm reading. I have some questions for you. And I'm listening to, well, I just started listening to this morning, Migrations. Yes. Best time. Those are such Yee. good books. <laughs> I'm so excited. And there was a babe. Well, Angeline posted in the group last week. She was at like some like conference or this few days, a few days ago. And then one of our babes was saying that she was finishing up Firekeeper's Daughter. And I feel the same, like how you just felt. I was like, oh my God, you're going to love the end. Yeah. So Firekeeper's Daughter, Summer reread it. Yeah. Yeah. Reread it. Get ready. It's, I don't think it's like necessary. I think there's just character crossover. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. But. If you haven't read it, read it. If you haven't read it, if you haven't read it, read it. What the heck, read it. Those those words are the same. Read and read. Yeah. Read exactly. and read. Oh. Drink, drank, drunk. Read, exactly. read, read. <laughs> I read it. In. Something interesting mm-hmm. that I observed in the comment section. Summer posted on her Instagram about finishing our book that we're finishing this week as well, but she mentioned how. She wrote that it was confusing, and then Shauna, our friend Shauna, commented on it, and she had said that she also found it confusing in the audiobook format, but that there were also um, 
like fourth dimension crossovers, which I had never considered, but like where they talk directly to the reader in the audiobook. Mm-hmm. But we also experienced that in the ebook because you and I both read it. And then based on seeing Rachel's post with the folded corner, I'm guessing it's the same. So they've written three different, the book three different ways for the three different formats. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I I really like the way the book was written. Anyways, I have one new babe to welcome before we get into this week. Tell me. Hi, Bailey. Welcome. Hi, Hi Bailey. I think she's a friend of Rachel. <gasps> Cute. Well, welcome. Yeah. Show welcome. us your dog because you probably mm-hmm. have a dog. Mm-hmm. Or just unite. if you're hanging out with Rachel, if you're an IRL friend of Rachel, just post a picture of um, Gimli. Gimli. Gim- Gimli. Gimli's cute. I like him. He's got that wiry oh. fur. I just want. He's got like a little scruffer, things. and I just want to yeah. give him a little and it's on pointy, his head. The pointy ears. He just got yeah. on his little face. Ooh, so cute. <laughs> okay. Okay. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. This is week four of Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone. (laughs) We are reading chapter 31 to the end, and I'm going to start. Oh my goodness, this is so long ago. I know, so long ago. So, Aaron's mom died giving birth to her. It was not as dramatic as I thought it was going to be. She made it seem like Mm -hmm. she killed her mom, you know? Mm -hmm. So, it was easier for her to tell people that her mother died of cancer. Her father told her every day growing up that it was her fault she died. So, that's cool. That's really awesome. Love that (laughs) for her. No wonder she wants to be a part of this fucked up family. Like true from Trauma. one brother to the other like yeah yeah jesus so aaron explains that she didn't mean to her earn that he has been that he had been so excited for a baby and that she was scared she took the pill only for a short time but then she just like didn't stop taking it because she's like well, i don't really want a baby um until they started going to the clinics and she felt like she had trapped herself into not being able to ever tell him the truth so yeah that's awkward and that sucks Mm -hmm. she was scared and didn't want to end up dying in the same way that her mother did and then have urn look at their child the same way that her dad looked at her so that's a very irrational fear Mm -hmm. i feel like I feel like her dad acting that way is kind of like probably like one in a hundred. Like I don't think yes. that people would usually react that way, but no, yeah, it sucks that she kind of associated that in her brain. Yeah, and it's one of those things. You, I feel like you would need to be able to trust your partner. Like, doesn't she mm-hmm. think that she knows Earn well enough to know that he would never treat their child like that? I feel like she should because yeah, I would never. After getting to know this character, I don't think that Ern would ever do that. No, no, not at all. Mm. But I digress. It's a book. She asks him if he wants to come up the ladder and Ern said, because they're like sleeping separately Mm. in his little chalet, right? And Ern Mm -hmm. says, more than anything, but I don't think I will. Heartbreak. Heartbreak. Cracked right in half. Mm. Right in her. Right in her. 
okay, Ernie is having a dream of his wedding day. Um, and we find out that Michael was his best man and he was totally wasted. <laughs> I was going to give you some background music. <laughs> Thank you. I loved it. Um, he was attempting to um, make a best man speech, but then black bubbling tar starts coming from his lips. So dream, scary, ick. The storm is back. The break in the storm is over and the storm is back in full force. They're walking back to like the main hotel area and it's kind of awkward between Aaron and Ernie because of the whole snuggle invitation. And also the oven mitt is now part of Ernie. It's attached. It's not coming off. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes that's like when you know when you get a tattoo and then like they put that sticker and then you take it off Mm. in the shower like i feel like that's what it would be i don't have to wet the oven as they're leaving the chalet for the day they um ernie decides to grab an iron on the way out which is interesting for protection or he has ulterior motives but we find out that ernie had snuck a peek at one of the bills from the stash because he remember we thought he thought that it was counterfeit money so he was looking at it with the loop thing oh, um mm-hmm. and he found something interesting which is a typo which was big news in australia and it means essentially that the uh, money is real um that's some real cash so then he figures that the loop is to see something else then so it's not counterfeit money it's all real almost three hundred thousand dollars worth three hundred yes the loop what's what's the i was singing a song this morning oh it goes loop loop that's the sound of the, the loop Loop. <laughs> that's the sound of the loop yeah yeah you like that one <laughs> yeah that's perfect <laughs> so we find out that the iron is because urn and aaron decide to break the window of marcello's car which the idea came to him after seeing Catherine's window smashed from the storm Apparently, he figures that the storm and the matching windows of Catherine's shouldn't raise any suspicion other than he forgot about the alarm alarm. Oops. So that means Aaron is now on lookout while Ern decides to use the rest of the oven, the oven mitt. Thanks, oven mitt to break the window. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> perfect. Thanks, oven mitt. Um, he grabs it and then he is punched in the face by Marcello. Oh, that sounds hectic. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, he then apologizes and tells him that he was checking on Lucy's car. And then he's like, but wait a minute. Why are you in my car? Ernie, quick on his feet, says he saw that the window was broken and he would hate to see his leather seats in his car ruined, which then Marcelo says, thank you, but wait a minute, like, here's your phone. You dropped it. it. You (laughs) dropped it. No big deal. And then Ernie tells us that technically this is a borderline breach of Rule 6, aka fortunate accident, but he needed a bit of luck. Um, of course, it's not his phone. It's a GPS. And he's like, I'll be taking this. Um, everyone is outside now, gathered around a snow vehicle of some sort. Um, some like snowboarder dude from the Super Shred Resort is there. And Gavin. they're all, yes, Gavin. They're all waiting on Marcelo, who informs them that her chalet is empty and her car is still there. Then we find out that Lucy is gone and nobody has seen her since last night. 
Um, at this point, off Gavin has offered to take them down to the mountain. Everybody's like, sorry, nah, but like, can you take us for a loop around? Um, and Andy and Ern volunteer to go and help look for Lucy. Um, so off they go. And while they're searching, Ernie is not doing much searching. He's looking at the GPS, which rude. Um, (laughs) he, it ends up loading a U-shaped map which the GPS estimates takes 50 minutes. He can tell that the map ended up at the Super Shred Resort. And if it only took 50 minutes, what was Marcelo doing there for another four hours? Um, Then he's wondering why did Lucy even leave? Was she scared? Was she actually sad? Like, what was that emotion that she was feeling um afterwards and then he's wondering if Sophia had threatened her when he was she was showing the phone to her in tourist. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, this chapter is my sister-in-law former. So, mm-hmm. what's Lucy done? Huh? Uh-oh. Gavin takes them to the top of the chairlift. Um, I think on the super shred side, following the path of the wires downhill. Um, neither Andy or Ern have a phone now. Andy's is dead and Ern's uh, was in the lake. So <laughs> it's a little lot of damage, uh, yeah. if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. I guess mm-hmm. they don't got no rice there. Super shred resort looks more like a military base than a holiday retreat. It sounds like it's got like all these just kind of little bunkers and whatever it's very like hostel vibes yeah yeah like people are there for the adventure not to like just chill like they're there to actually ride gavin tells Ern and andy to go into the chalet and look for lucy slash get a warm beverage because he needs to talk to juliet mm-hmm. Ern is seeing this as a good opportunity to maybe start asking some questions why was marcelo there before is what he wants to know Andy is like, yeah, I want a warm beverage. <laughs> Gotta go. I'm here to party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I write, so it sounds like they're having a rave inside the building. LOL. Because of the storm, they can't be riding. So they're just fucking adults having a time of their life. Party. Gavin. Party. Yeah, they are partying. Gavin pulls up a spreadsheet on his computer of all the guests and tells them that they have access to the internet on his computer he wants five minutes with Juliet. Ern starts Googling stuff, as you do when you haven't had the internet for like 25 years. And your phone's down. Andy wants him to check the crypto values, which I was like, that sounds very Andy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he ends up looking into the previous Black Tongue victims. The older couple didn't seem like they were gangsters or like we're living a risky lifestyle. So he's kind of like, what the heck? Uh, the bathroom girl, she ended up living after the incident, but her life support was turned off five days later, and that's the girl that ended up at the same hospital that Sophia worked at. So it's like full circle there. Mm-hmm. He checks Lucy's Instagram, um, who seems to be pretending that the weekend is a um, like a work event. Oh, yes, uh, like, like a, a corporate retreat. retreat. Yeah, yes, yeah. a corporate retreat. Yep. Um, instead of like a family vacation so that's cool Ern remembers back to when they first arrived and Gavin made a comment about an old couple that was staying there and super out of place and he's like I gotta talk to them so he rushes over to their room it's room 1214 Macaulay Mm. Mm. so then we meet Edgar and Siobhan Macaulay they are very thankful that they were able to make it, aka Ernie, considering the storm. And they were concerned also because they hadn't heard from Michael. Um, we find out that um, Michael had suggested that they stay at this resort. Ernie is very surprised by their excitement. Ernie explains to us that the rest of the group he's with, like Gavin, uh andy they don't know who yeah juliet they don't know who the macaulays are so he's like okay i'm gonna have to carry this conversation um but then edgar asks if they found her and now ernie decides that this is now it's time to play along and he says 
yes. Um, but there's some complications, aka she's at the bottom of the water, at the bottom of the lake. Um, and AKA Siobhan she's in a coffin with a ex police officer, officer at the bottom of the lake. Uh, <laughs> oh, also, um, I don't have a hand anymore because of it. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, and I almost died. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah um siobhan makes the comment that they are looking for more money again which is interesting um they thought that michael might want more so they brought extra um at this point ernie realizes that they don't know that michael is r.i.p dead um so he asks them for some more details and he's like kind of covering being like Michael doesn't tell me everything. So like, can you fill me in on some stuff? We find out that they've already given half already. So now Mike has figured out, or sorry, now that Ernie has figured out that Michael is the middleman between Alan and the Macaulay's. Hence, why no one knows about the money. The money. Um, he, mm. The money. He also suspects that Michael was selling them collies something that he didn't have in his possession at the moment, but was using the down payment to pay Alan to get the rest of the info and then collect the other half. But we all know he ended up in jail instead. This makes so much more sense after you finished yes. the book because yes. while reading it, I was still like, this still mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and now he's brought the bodies up the mountain to make the trade. Um, but Ernie still has some more questions and he assumes that Alan was sell- selling their dad's final me- message, a.k.a. the incriminating evidence. Um, so then the Macaulay's are just like, well, here's 400,000. Um, we added 100K for the photos. Ernie's like, wait, like thinking to himself, wait a second. He was short and sorry. Photos comes up front and is like, so I lied a bit and Michael's dead. Um, but we did find her body. So, you know, I'll tell you where she is and you can also keep the money. But I need to tell you that Michael's dead because of what he found. And I'm hoping that you can help me fill in the blanks because we're all in danger now at this point. So I'm just bringing in people left and right. <laughs> Come on down with me. Just just thought you should know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we find but out from worry. that. Yeah, no it's all good. Yeah. If you just fill in the blanks. Under control, yeah, but... no problem. But I just need you to tell me your the story from your perspective. <laughs> so we find out that Michael had come to them. There had been many people who had tried to get money from them, but Michael's story seemed different than the others. Um, Siobhan makes a, a comment about 28 years, which we find out is important. I'm like, is something about 28 years? Is this important? <laughs> um, he told us that Alan said he knew where Rebecca was and he had the proof who killed her. And he's realizing that her his father had recorded the murder with some photos. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Michael was working Rebecca's missing person case. He tells them that he's going to find the photos. We also find out that the Macaulay's were instructed by Allison, the detective slash murdered in the bathroom girl, was told them to withhold the money, which they felt in the end was the wrong thing to do. And that Alan had screwed things up from the inside. So they were buying what Michael knew and he wrote them from prison saying that he had photos and to meet them here and the body would be here, blah, blah, blah. They inform them that Michael is not the first death of the weekend and asks Juliet to show them the photo because they might recognize green boots, but we find out that Juliet has never seen the photo interesting interesting yes 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 siobhan is then pleading clearly she's very upset and Ern tells them that they ended up hiding rebecca's body in the policeman's coffin then he lets them know that the coffin is now at the bottom of the lake at sky lodge whoops (laughs) 
But you can um, still get it. It's not going to go yeah, anywhere. Yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. Safekeeping. It's just at the bottom of the lake. I don't um, think it's like a hot commodity. I think you'll be good. I, I, think, I don't think anyone's going to go and get it. <laughs> so on their way out, Ernie asks if Marcelo visited visited them two nights ago. And Siobhan tells them, no, but a woman named Audrey did. Oh, 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 oh. Mm. What? Yeah. What? Excuse me? Excuse me? Audrey? So Audrey clearly knows more than she's saying. Mm-hmm. And we also find out that Super Super Shred does not have any cameras because they're like, let's check the cameras. And no. Juliet mentions that they should leave. If Lucy is out in the snow, she's probably already dead and that they need to save themselves now. So she's like kind of just trying to be the voice of reason because Let's like, get wrap this wrapped up and get out of here. Yeah, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta go. Um, Capital G, go. <laughs> Ern asks Juliet if Gavin is trying to buy Sky Lodge. He wants to bring Super Shred to both sides of the ridge, but Juliet feels that Super, Super Shred has got no charm. So that's why she's hesitant about selling to him because she knows he's just going to tear down her family's like legacy and make money. Gavin and Juliet, we find out, go way back. Um, they have been, they're both children of resort owning parents. Families. So they've got yeah. that same, like, the childhood and how they've grown up. Uh, the winters have been warm lately and Juliet can't afford a snow, machi- snow machine like Super. Oh my God. This it's is a, like tongue a tongue twister. twister. <laughs> super Shred. Super Shred. Juliet can't afford a snow machine like Super Shred can. This was worded really weird, weirdly, which is why I'm saying it weirdly. But he's offering her a lifeline, and she knows he wouldn't do anything to get it. So she respects him as a friend, and she's like, he's not going to kill people just to get my property, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's the wor- weirdest wording ever. But now he's upped his offer because he has a new investor, and it is millions. <laughs> millions. Millions. Um, and then I said, oh, and now Marcella was in the road with a flare and they found Lucy. Catherine, Sophia, and Crawford are standing around the body. Lucy is dead. Juliet tells everyone to start packing their shit and that they are leaving. She's like, go get all your stuff. Goodbye. For real. We gotta go. Ern is reflecting on how shitty that they treated Lucy this weekend, which they kind of did. Um, how they ignored her for the first half of the trip. And then Audrey ended up blaming her for Michael's death. And then literally no one followed her to the roof. So I think he's kind of feeling a little bit of guilt here with, you know, her body. Like, she's dead now. Yeah. Ern tells Sophia that there was no ash. And she says that she would have broken a lot of bones in the fall, um, implying that she jumped from the roof. And then I wrote down this little quote. The title of this book is true. Everyone in my family has killed someone. It's just that not all of them killed other people. Dang. Mm-hmm. But Lucy killed herself. Mm. Audrey is refusing to leave. In fact, she's handcuffed herself to the bed. It's not dramatic. Jeez, yes. yes. She insists that she's not leaving Michael here to rot. Of course, this angers Ernie and she he's like your son how about like your daughter-in-law outside in the snow because of the guilt you made her feel and now you're putting your hurt above everyone else's which finally good for you finally he needed to tell her like it is yes exactly been fucking like intolerable the entire Mm -hmm. goddamn time Mm -hmm. Um, after this outburst, they both soften a little bit and he tells her that he knows that dad was what dad was trying to do when he died. Um, he knows about Rebecca, the photos, the murder. He knows oh. that she told them to go home, the Macaulay's to go home. Mm-hmm. And he tells them like, how dare you threaten them? Like, you can't like tell a grieving family to like go away, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, Audrey swears that she just told them the risks that they were getting involved with, with mm. and that 
Ernie now knows that Siobhan, when Siobhan said that they hadn't hired a private investigator in 28 years, that number was specific. So it was important. Um, And the discrepancy between Rebecca being kidnapped 35 years ago is seven years, which is the same amount of time that you waited for Jeremy's funeral. And as we know, there's no coincidences. I don't understand it much either. Um, (laughs) But uh, at least we're on the same page. Yes. Um, This is how long it takes to declare somebody legally dead. Oh, yes. that makes sense now. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this. So then, Ernie starts spitting the facts that he has pieced together. Um, he tells her that he knows that the Sabers thought that she had the pictures, and they decided to rob the bank where you work, thinking that the photos might be there in a deposit box. Box. Um, we find out that Audrey tells sorry, Audrey tells Ernie that no one ever found any photos, um, but they didn't leave with nothing. They took Jeremy from the car. Oh mm-hmm. man! Mm-hmm. Now, and now we're finding stuff out. Yes. So, and of course, Audrey couldn't tell the police because Alan is playing both sides here. Oh, and he was a police at the time. Um, they the police spin it that it seemed as if Jeremy might have gone to get help for his other brothers and that were in the car, and Audrey had to play along. Um, and all while Alan is asking for the photos that she clearly doesn't have. At this moment, Ernie realizes that the body in the casket could also be Jeremy's, which adds another layer. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, And that he admits to his mom that she he didn't know that she had paid such a high price as well. She's yes, I've got one more thing to tell you, but we got to get out of here. The key for my handcuffs are in the Bible. Um, and then I put a little note here and said, did you know that there are such thing as a Bible bee? What's a Bible bee? Like they'll say like a verse from the Bible and then you have to be like, that's Matthew four, six through 10. I definitely yeah. thought you meant like a bee, like a bumble no, bee that says no. the Bible. I'm like, a Bible bee. <laughs> yes. Or they'll be like, please recite, um, fucking matthew or luke 12 yeah this through that or like ruth blah blah like the whole fucking bible old testament new testament it's fucking weird you learn that in your your weird reels that you're yes you learned yes yes (laughs) i did weird algorithm yeah my my feed is strange it's very diverse it's weird Yeah, um, that is very diverse. That's I wouldn't have it any other way, though, because I wouldn't have known that there was Bible bees. Anyways, um, Ernie makes the comment that I guess this has been a successful reunion after all, but he still has questions because he's missing something small. He's sure of it. Something that he can't see without the magnifying glass. So, Delope. Mm-hmm. is on fire <laughs> burn Luke decides to go to the library while he's waiting for Audrey to come out of her room now and he announces that he needs to gather everyone here because he has some questions and he doesn't want the killer to get away Uh-oh. like Chantal said everyone has been gathered in capital T, capital L, the library. Gavin has been excused from the gathering and is loading their stuff into the car because clearly he is just an innocent bystander. He's a NPC? Yeah, he's an NPC. Yeah. He's an NPC, essentially. <laughs> um, Ern is blocking the door because, as Chantal said, the killer always tries to run once they've been revealed. <sighs> Ern says, there are plenty of killers in the room, but only one murderer. <laughs> Which I'm still confused about the difference there. I do genuinely think that if you kill someone intentionally or not, mm. you're a killer. Maybe not a murderer. 
Like, are you only a murderer? Manslaughter is like, murder. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume so because, like, manslaughter. It was an accident. I didn't mean to kill somebody. I think that there can be legitimate accidents, like a car accident or something. You know what I mean? And like your passenger mm-hmm. dies. That would be like um fucking Catherine. Yeah, Catherine. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she didn't mean, but she was drunk. So also, you know, I yeah, not take part of the blame. You know? Yeah. Anyway, I'm. I'm not going to play God and say who deserves to be a murderer. You're a murderer. Who doesn't? You're not. <laughs> and then I write this. All right. So we find out Marcelo is Gavin's new investor. That's why he was there for so long chatting with Gavin. Mm-hmm. Ern knows how much he hates the snow and is guessing he only wanted to stay in the guest house at whatever it's called. Uh, their current sky lodge sky lodge yes to see what it was like considering gavin wants to tear it down he also lied about audrey being sick and they both went over to the other resort marcello says he hasn't killed anybody and Ern says that's another lie he says enlighten me then who am i supposed to have killed and Ern says me oh yeah Okay. Excuse me. What? (laughs) My stepfather again. He's coming in hot. So Ernie starts explaining the whole story to everyone to get everybody onto the same page. And then he, when he gets to the photos, he calls out Marcelo for trying to stop him from finding out. Marcelo doesn't say anything or try to, um, plead his innocence and he um accuses marcello of wanting to get rid of whatever mike had found of course then marcello comes out with it and tells him that he didn't intend on hurting him and that he's sorry he just didn't want to find out find whatever was in there i might marcello didn't even know at the moment he just was scared essentially um and then he moves on to Catherine. he tells everybody that she deliberately chose this place and that you and and or andy broke into sophia's chalet and was wondering what you were looking for in there and then he's like those pills though chef's kiss thanks <laughs> mm-hmm. really came in clutch this weekend yes thanks that's a real shit too like those are great um of course Catherine being Catherine not liking being put on the spot blurts out well Sophia's detoxing (laughs) excuse me she's such a brat I know yeah deflect um Ernie points out that yes she obviously is and points out her deteriorating health over the weekend um, we all find out that Catherine did this for her, um, and we find out that Sophia can't be caught with any drugs in her system next week when she goes to court. Fair, fair, um, fair. After stealing the oxys from Sophia, she hid them in her car, but Sophia wanted those pills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells Sophia that they're going to help her, um, but she needs to be honest with the next questions. Um, and she obliges and tells them that she would do the same thing again, of uh, meaning the surgery, and she wants to get better. Mm. Sophia tells them all that she asked for the money um, and that he has the money um, and it was Mike's. And then Ernie accuses her of stealing something from one of us and she needed the money to buy back the Rolex. So I knew it. mm -hmm, I knew it. mm -hmm, Mm hmm. She did a sneaky shoulder surgery switcheroo on Marcelo and took the Rolex. As one does mm-hmm. to your own father. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, we come back around to Fred the pigeon and the micro dots that they were talking about. And he explains that the real Rolex would have a micro dot in it, which a micro dot shows things that would take up a big piece of paper and like shrinks it down into something you would need AKA a loop for. Um, and How do you we think know, they do, it? do they like write it on plastic and then put it in the oven? Yeah, I'm not sure. I meant to look it up last night, but I didn't. <laughs> no, yeah, me neither. I just I just really like my oven plastic theory, to be honest. That's actually smart. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's definitely from a reel where like a girl was like cutting out a piece of plastic and putting her daughter's handprint on it and then putting it in the oven and like making it into a keychain. <sighs> no. I got a shrunken weird plastic too. <laughs> it's not just me, so heck. Shrunken head, so, shrunken head. True. <laughs> um, sorry. So then, th- now we know that the needle that was found with Robert wasn't for drugs, but for micro dotting th- purposes. Yeah. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Sophia ends up pawning the wa- real Rolex to. Alan or he ends up getting it somehow and he knew right away that he had hit the jackpot and that's what Michael was trying to buy from him uh huh and then he tells everybody that Michael had brought the truck with Brian Clark's coffin in it and explains that whole section of the book Um, and then Aaron asks what robert's photo what were in robert's photos and what's on the micro dot in the watch um we then find out yes ernie has deduced that um, alan was obviously stoked about the money he was going to be coming into and he knew so we know that he's not the killer but he needed a middleman like he's not far enough removed from the murder but anyways everybody's wondering why he did this and this took him a bit to figure out but the Cunninghams would gain the truth of everything um, which is why Michael ended up taking the offer from Alan to be the middle person Um, the reason why there is money missing is because he stole some money for Lucy um and to fix all her debts so that he could have a clean break from her as well so that he mhm mhm with Aaron mm-hmm. um from after finding out about the micro dot on the Rolex he told the Macaulays that he wanted double for the photos and her body back um andy is confused i feel the same i'm right there with you can i'm confused too andy um and then ernie says that yes lucy jumped but that's because she was confronted by the killer who knew she was on to them she was scared to see the photo of green boots because she recognized him he had given her a speeding ticket on the way up and then everyone else realizes at this moment, along with myself, and then Ernie says, isn't that right, Jeremy? <laughs> to Officer Crawford. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, that makes sense as to why he's such a shit police officer. <laughs> true, true, true. AKA, like, pulling Aaron back from saving a civilian. Weird, mm-hmm. weird flex, right? Mm-hmm. All right, chapter 39. My brother. <laughs> Jeremy Cunningham is trying to deny it, but it comes out choked. Audrey is hella shocked. We find out that Jeremy is 100% the black tongue. Cool, 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 cool. Um, He strategically picked the police officer to kill and place a green boats green boots so none of the Cunninghams would recognize him he deliberately didn't show the photo to any of the locals like Juliet and Gavin because he knew they would recognize the police officer he used the police officer guys so he would 
rather so he could separate the family as he did with michael and everyone else uh lucy had recognized the photo as the cop who had given her the speeding ticket like you said he's the one that placed the body initially and called it in hence why he was there so early things are starting to make sense Catherine is absolutely fucking shocked that it's Jeremy. Audrey says the Sabres took him because they wanted the photos. She tried to find them, but they had to take him to be sure she was telling the truth. And I was confused about this, but I'm guessing it's like, I don't know, Collateral. she didn't have an option. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, shit, is what I write. When Michael told Ern that Alan had tried to contact him first, he didn't know that he had actually contacted Jeremy, because he said he contacted his brother, right? Mm -hmm. And like, how would we know? Mm -hmm. Nobody knows that Jeremy's still alive. And Jeremy didn't know he was ado adopted until Alan found him. So that's a little bit complicated, I think. Mark and Janine Williams, the first couple who died by the black tongue, took him in, Jeremy, and he never knew he wasn't theirs. He wrote a letter to Michael in prison, the letter that Michael had thought was someone trying to, like, get a rise out of him. A so, ruse, yes. A ruse, yes. Yeah, it's very interesting. So apparently, Jeremy had contacted Lucy, and Lucy was trying to reunite Jeremy and Michael. It, like, just gets more convoluted as we go. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeremy tells the room that this is not what he expected when meeting his family. I'm pretty sure they're all, like, same. <laughs> same though like maybe if you weren't killing people idk idk maybe uh, if you weren't a psychopath but <laughs> just saying Ooh. so when his foster parents took him in jeremy he was seven um but he went missing when he was five so he doesn't remember what happened in the two years previous to that the sabers had taken jeremy because aubrey knew to audrey knew too much as a way to be sure she wouldn't double cross them but then just ended up leaving him on the streets to die. So that's cool. It's like pretty good strategy, I think. <laughs> Alan contacts him and says he kept an eye on him, that he was supposed to kill him, but he let him live. So like, how lucky are you? He proposes the missing girl's parents cash grab, essentially. Like, hey, what do you think about this? We can make some money. And he says no. Next thing he knows is seeing alan being murdered on the news so he's like what's happening here because he knew something was under foot so he's pissed at his foster parents and wanted to make them feel how he felt we find out that he can't breathe when he's upset which likely goes back to the suffocation in the car with the window blah, blah, blah. um track down allison to ask her some questions but found out Allison is the cop, sorry, the handler, but found out she essentially got his real dad killed. So RIP to her too. She had to go. She had um, to go. Because he's just mad and like ruthless. Could you imagine like just getting mad and being like, well, well it looks like I'm going to have to kill you in this really fucked up torture technique. <laughs> sorry, I'm just going to have to torture you. Sorry about it. Sorry, like that's that's next level. Like I understand that revenge is. and like mm -hmm. wanting someone to feel like shitty if they've like wronged you, but <laughs> I don't know. Torture, torture. So Jeremy thought that Michael would be more like him. He didn't respond to his letter in jail, so that's when he ended up contacting Lucy, who invited him to the family reunion. He really wanted to get Michael on his own first because he thought that they were the same. The dead offer the dead officer was an offering, quote, a dead bird brought to a door by a feral cat. This is what he was think like this is this is his thoughts mm -hmm. right here. But Michael was not down with the killing and made him feel like an outsider. Again. <laughs> He's not down with the sickness. He's like, oh wow. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, Michael had the photos. He knew who hurt him and the family, and he wouldn't tell because he knew Jeremy would just go kill them. And Michael had truly changed. So we're seeing that like he did a little bit of murdering, but that he was like um 
um a changed like born man. again yeah born, born again, again. <laughs> born again murderer he was doing the bible bee in yes. uh, prison he probably was doing the bible bee so jeremy really thought that everyone was gonna be like him and he's hella shocked to learn that they are not gavin interrupts the convo and jeremy is able to grab the fire poker because gavin's like hey you guys ready like he has no idea what's going on so then yeah jeremy grabs the fire poker he throws a log onto the floor like he's like yeah fuck you guys <laughs> fuck you i'm gonna just let us all on fire and nothing happens, which is great. But then um, it doesn't catch and a spark actually ends up landing on a book, which then explodes into flames. So that's good. Everyone's trying to leave the library and Jeremy breaks open the glass window, causing the flames to be fed and become even bigger. He's like, we're all, we're all going down together as a big old family. This is what families do. <laughs> Jeremy is trying to go out the window. Catherine is approaching him. He goes to literally kill Catherine. But, and here we have redemption from Andy Pants. Andy appears out of nowhere with the poker in his hand. He goes to hit Jeremy golf club style. And the poker now hits. And then I liked how this, I like how this was explained. Mm -hmm. We go into a my uncle chapter because now my uncle mm-hmm. is a killer too, right? Um, because Andy is a killer. Because the poker hits the side of Jeremy's face, dislodging his jaw. Cat, like I think it's pretty much off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there is like no I, jaw. I'm expect. I'm ex- I'm thinking it. Uh, 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 I want to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine runs to Andy. Jeremy starts walking towards Ern, only to fall through the floor (laughs) the jaw is dropped (laughs) dropped yes it's all very dramatic Mm -hmm. um they end up getting outside aaron helps ernie up and they watch the guest house go up in flames i pictured that kind of as like it's i think it's fight club at the end of the movie Mm. where they're like standing there and everything is that fight club yes yeah it's like yes yeah yeah that was what i pictured so now that everybody's outside watching the fire, Juliet tells Gavin, I'm ready to sell now since I've done the demolition for you. <laughs> you know what? I think I want to get out of this business. Uh, you know what? I think I'm done. <laughs> What's sell? Catherine, they notice that um, there's a shadowy figure moving in the fire. And I'm like, Jeremy is Satan. Honestly, <laughs> literally, honestly. Mm-hmm. Ernie hears himself a volunteer to go check on him. He is alive um, and asks Ernie not if he ever, long. not for long, um, if he ever dreams that he's choking. And he tells him that he does. Um, Ernie in this moment realizes that he's been desperate to make a family and he knows now that Family is not whose blood who runs in your veins, but who you'd spill it for. And then Jeremy stops breathing. Chapter 41. Me. (laughs) Sucker. Ern tells everyone they can go now. Catherine asks what happened, and he tells them that when he got there, Jeremy just stopped breathing. Which is full fucking circle, right? Mm -hmm. That's what his brother told him about Mm -hmm. Alan. (sighs) <sighs> Audrey asks if he's dead. Ern says yes. She asks how he's sure, and he says he just stopped breathing. Let's go home. Mm-hmm. Roll okay, credits. Bye. bye. <laughs> okay, we've got a little epilogue here. Um, we find out in oh, the yeah, ensuing, yeah, the ensuing um weeks, months, um, that Ernie and Aaron have decided to part ways and sell the house. Um, the Macaulays wouldn't take the money back, so they ended up giving half to Lucy's family and paid for her funeral, and then they split the rest of the money between them, Earn forfeiting his portion, of course, figuring that he had already spent his share. Mike's funeral was sad. It was rainy, kind of. Ugh. He made sure to check the coffin as well before it was lowered into the ground. Um, <laughs> as you do. 
as you would Lucy's was tragic of course um and he's never been so pitched so many business opportunities in his life (laughs) while attending (laughs) Um, mm -hmm. Sophie is doing much better now um and she was cleared of all charges and incidences so she's back to practicing um Catherine how that worked out for her I don't think I, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was in my chapter but she ended up getting hurt in, yes. Are you going to say the, this? Yeah. Fire in the fire, she was like burned. So then she act- ended up getting the drugs that she needed and help it helped her. And then Catherine has been also helping her through the rest. And she's even become more relaxed, which is surprising. And they're. Yeah, maybe. Um, and they're almost even friends. We find out that Ernie has dinner with our Audrey and Marcello once a week, and he needs to invite Aaron soon. So they're obviously all still connected. Um, Juliet, we find out, has also signed a book deal along with Ernie, but Ernie's publishers are trying to get his out first. Um, he's like, oh, right. You might not think that my mom has killed anyone. Technically, you'd be right. But if you think about it, it could be like a, well, she let somebody do this and you let someone like a pointy finger kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then she's just like, you know what? Email my lawyers if you really care about it. I don't care. (laughs) Um, and me, well, I was sitting beside Jeremy when he died and that's all I can say. And all my lawyers have advised me to say, um, we find out now mm -hmm, that Juliet is in the family group chat and Catherine is already planning the next reunion. Juliet is accompanying him back to the house and he's looking through his things and finds his business card with the note that says Ernie Ernest crossed out fixes something from Michael. Oh, his bingo card. His bingo bingo card. card. Sorry, his bingo card. Period. Fixes something. Period. And he crosses it off because he had... He then decides to micro magnify the period, and there are 16 photos. The photos. He's looking through them, and he can see like a body in a sleeping bag, and then he can see Edgar's face. And now he understands why Edgar kept asking if Michael showed him the photos. It was blackmail in the end. And Mike wanted a piece. Um, and then he's like, well, we got to end here or I'll be a liar because I'm going to go get it on with Juliet now. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> so they, the dad essentially mm-hmm. killed the daughter. Yes. yes. And yeah. then he involved the Sabres to, and Alan to try and cover things up and blah, blah, blah. Yes. And Edgar will be going away for a long time. And so um, Ern's daddy was actually not a bad dad. No, he was not a bad. He was a good dad. He was trying to do the right thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Um, So what did you write it? I I like the way it was written. But I would like, I feel like I want to rewrite, read it again, like all the way through without having to take notes. I would say a four, maybe like a high three. I was thinking like a 3.5. I rated it yeah. more, I think, on Goodreads because you can't do 0.5s, but like I'll yeah. give you more like a 3.5. I I think that, the, like you're saying, I think that if this was just a book that you could enjoy in like one or two sittings, it would have been totally different. But I actually, like, because of my personality, I hated being so confused the entire time. Like, I love a thriller and I love, like, not necessarily, Mm -hmm. but, like, this was just confusing. Yes. I think if we just consumed it like a regular, oh, regular book, it would be, yeah. Mm -hmm. Summer said that there's a second one coming out. Well, I'll I'll probably read that one, too. I was reading about micro dots and now I'm interested. Micro dots, too. I was looking them up, too. There's it a special seems- camera and like they use negatives and stuff like that. It seems it seems far fetched if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a reach. It seems like a reach. 
uh, like the whole time I'm thinking like, are people drawing these out like really tiny? But no, it's like a little, 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 little tiny negative. The fish shrunk in the oven. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. Well, I guess we should go. I hope everybody liked the book and we won't see you next week, but we'll nope. be back. We'll be back the in following May. following week. Yeah. To read yeah. Warrior Girl on Earth. I'm so excited. Woo! I just can't fight it. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, Don't whoop. forget. If you've got questions already, keep questions in your mind while you start yes. reading. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm actually very excited about that. I'm going to like mm -hmm. not highlight stuff actually, but like yes, I got to keep that in my mind because I know what's going to happen. Good, good point. Okay, 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 Kit. Okay, gimme. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.